0: Yes. Welcome back, StrayCast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the glorified outdoor extravaganza. I'm Pat Remwick, and this is the Bass Buzz segment of StrayCast. Hey, we are proud to have on the phone, we're dialing him up right now, a monster of the bass fishing world, an absolute wilder beast. Hello? The one and only, ladies and gentlemen, Greg Hackney. How you doing, Greg? <laughs> Pretty good. Doing all right? Yeah, all right, dude. Yes, they love you here. Can you hear that? Yes,
1: great. They're
0: going absolutely <laughs> nuts, man. And, and they, they were playing the song uh, uh, Animal by Pearl Jam to bring you in because, dude, you are a beast of the bass fishing world. There is no doubt. There is no doubt.
1: Uh, it's been fun, to say the least. <laughs> it's been a little
0: fun, to say the least. Hey, first of all, sorry for the for the delay here. Uh, we, were, we were running way over tonight here in Hammond, Indiana. But uh, it is an honor and a privilege privilege to have you on the phone right now, live from Bass Fest, dude. And, and you did pretty good today, didn't you?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, uh, honestly, this place has been a little challenging this week. So uh, I, w- I was pretty happy with today's result.
0: Yeah. I mean, what you had 15 something, huh? Yeah, 15 10.
1: 15
0: 10. 15 10. Hey, let me ask you a question, Greg. You're you're uh, you're there at Texoma. Are you staying in a hotel room, or do you guys rent a house?
1: Uh, no, actually, I'm staying in a trailer on the lake.
0: Oh, you got a trailer on the lake? that uh-huh. that, that is awesome. Do you do like some Rick Clunn stuff before you before the day? Like, do you take little dips in the water to to get acclimated with your with your surroundings, like Clunn used to do, or no?
1: No, that's not really my deal. That's that's not that's not happening.
0: That's that's not <laughs> happening at all, man. Hey, you got quite a resume, Greg. I mean, you know, let's look back a little bit here on on the history of Greg Hackney. You you are a uh, FLW Angler of the Year. Uh, you're a a Bass Angler of the Year. You're Rookie of the Year. Uh, you've won multiple tournaments. You've won force Wood Cups. Uh, you you've done a lot of things, man. You've done a lot of things, you know. Tell me, sometimes when you look back on that, did you expect this to happen? I mean, that maybe we have goals and aspirations as anglers, but did you think things would be this good?
1: Uh, no, I really didn't. You know, the the deal was when I started, like most guys when they started, you know, it was that opportunity to fish for a living. You know, I think that's always the first goal. You know, it's just it's you know living the dream deal and. uh you know, it's just one of those deals. I, I've, I've had a really blessed career. Everything is, you know, worked out. I, uh, you know, honestly, I couldn't ask for it to be any better. It's, it's been good. You know, I support my family with a fishing rod. I mean, you know, it's, a, uh, it's definitely a blessing.
0: Yeah, absolutely it is. And, and, you know, where you came from and to where you are now, yeah, you got to look back and just, and just be thankful for that. that there, there's no doubt about that, no doubt about it. So what, what are you thinking about Texoma? How how you liking
1: it after today? Oh, you know, honestly, uh boy, I I I'm I'm not going to lie. I haven't really been liking it very well. It uh it, it's one of those deals. I just I never could get dialed in enough to say when I pull up on a place if I'm gonna catch one or not. Um, you know, all the fish I catch come off the same type of place, but I fish hundreds of the, hundreds of those places to get a bite. It just seems like the water's been rising the whole time we've been here. And I've never been here before. I'm not sure about... The lake seems really healthy. Like tons of bait. Uh, the water looks fertile. Uh, it, it's hard to say, like, what the fish population is because I've never been here before. It just seems like there's so much water and so much cover in the water. It's just really got the fish scattered out. So it's uh, a- I mean, you can tell by the weights today the there were, you know, good, you know, the, there are good fish here. It's just... Uh, I think maybe it's just because there's so much water. It's kind of challenging.
0: So it's a it, it's a flipper's dream and a flipper's nightmare, isn't it? All at the same time.
1: Yeah, it really is. I'm, there's so much you know, like you can find bushes, you know, anywhere from four foot of water to fifteen foot of water. Uh, it's just so much cover, and uh, I guess the lake r- roughly came up about three foot from the time I got here. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it's pretty wild, and uh, it actually started falling yesterday. Uh, and it only fell like a tenth, and it looks today like it fell a little more than that. I actually haven't checked it this afternoon, but uh, when you drive across the spillway where they're letting the water out at the dam, it's incredible that it's not falling faster than that. So it must be still a lot of water coming in because they're letting a ton of it out, and uh, it's still yet to start falling very fast. I mean, it's incredible how much rain they've had in this part of the country.
0: But you know what one of you guys is always going to figure him out that's the magic that's the magic of the elite anglers right there greg
1: yeah, I mean you could pull honestly, I feel like you could pull water in a mud hole somewhere and <laughs> one of our gets mut- twenty pounds out of it.
0: in a barren bathtub and they're gonna catch yes. it. But like they
1: catch them where they don't even live. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it just
0: it just happens. It just happens. We you know, we uh we were talking to our buddy uh Jeff Crete a couple a couple weeks ago and, and he was all pumped up for this. You know, he was re- he was ready to crush you guys with a mallet out there today. He was ready to crush him with a mallet, and uh, and he caught some fish. Creek caught some fish, but he was saying the same thing. What you're getting to is that that you know that water's coming up. He knew it was coming up. He knew it was rising, and uh, he told he spent some time out there. Obviously, as you know, and uh, he says, "Gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be tough." And I see you guys are uh, you're picking it apart. You're picking it apart, Greg.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you look at the weights today. <laughs> But that's always funny. Our bunch will complain about how tough it is, and then it takes 20 pounds to be leading. You know, that's always – if it wasn't tough, it'd take 30. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a, some notorious sandbaggers, though. You know, they're they're calling oh, it tough, yeah. but they're really wrecking them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're Anytime wrecking
1: Anytime they explain, you can fear them. Like, when they start talking about how bad it is, get ready. They're fixing to sack them up.
0: <laughs> they do. Who does that? Give me, give me an example of a guy that's sandbagging you, Greg.
1: Edwin Evers is the worst sandbagger ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying to you. They're never catching anything. Oh, it's horrible. And then the other deal is they come in and, oh, I got about 12 or 13 pounds, and they got 19. You know, they, that's, that's two guys that are always never catching them. They're, they're, they're never catching them.
0: They're jacking with you. They, they love jacking yeah. with the hack. There, there's no doubt. Hey, you guys got a lot of great anglers on the Elite Series. That's a given. Now, I got a question for you. What angler from the FLW tour would you not want to come over and fish the elites?
1: <laughs> They're all coming. <laughs> 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 I mean, you, look at our film now, it's half, you know, it's half and half. But, but, you know, and also that's where I came from. And so it's always like guys will be like, well, it's FLW guys and bass guys. And I'm like, really? We're all from the same place. Uh, you know, we just rotated back and forth, you know, like a lot of guys, you know, went to FLW for a couple of years and they came back to Bath. And then, I mean, like at one time, like just like one year, we lost 10 legends of the sport right. from Bath and they go to FLW. And, uh, and I came from FLW over to Bath. So it's really all the same group of anglers, um, uh, but it just seems like every year, honestly, the elite field gets strong. It's, it's it's the strongest right now it's ever been because we keep getting, you know, the best from FLW and the best from the elite. And so <laughs> I joke about this, but it's almost like we're cannibalizing ourselves yeah. because our, our field is getting so strong.
0: It, it, and it gets tougher and tougher. Well, Donald Trump wants to build a wall to keep the FLW guys out of bass. Did you know that?
1: <laughs> uh, that's
0: funny. <laughs> <laughs> you can use that one, Greg, if you want. I haven't trademarked that yet. So.
1: Yeah,
0: that's great. That's a good one. Hey, I want to give, give some props um, to, to one of your sponsors. Um, they're not a sponsor of our show, and actually I don't think any of the, the members of our crew use, use their, their tackle. But I am a freak when it comes to rod action, okay, as far as, as, far as the design of a rod. And I want to tell you that you guys at Quantum, uh, you got it down as far as, as, as the moving bait lures and, and the flip sticks, man. That Hack Attack flip stick is amazing, and same with the, uh, with the KVD uh, cranking rods. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Hey, and by the way, is that Hack Attack flip stick still available?
1: Uh, well, actually, they're building a new one right now, and uh, it's actually going to be an inch longer than the current version. Okay. Uh, we're building an eight-foot model, uh, which you know basically will be the same action. It'll just be eight foot long. And uh, you, you know the, the thing about that is, I mean, you know, honestly, if you ask anybody out there, you know, the best winder on the planet is Kevin. Sure. I mean, you know, so th- this is the deal. When I look for a spinnerbait rod, a jerkbait rod, a topwater rod, I just you, you know use his rod, crankbait rod. And uh, and of course, when I'm flipping, I like mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like my flipping <laughs> stick. But I, I think that's you know that that's really key with anybody's product is that they use their pro staff. And that's one thing you know that Quantum really does. They really utilize the pro staff they have. I mean, you know, they they always had who's who of bass fishing, and uh, you know, it just makes it so easy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's easy to pick rods. They're all labeled what they're for, and so it's just easy to pick up what you need. Um, okay. And it's real simple. You know, that, that's the deal. Like, it just makes rod selections real easy, you know. Sure. You, you need one for a big crankbait? You get a big crankbait rod. You need one for a little one? You get a little. You cage, got the big little big rod. You know what a little one. It's, it's right. You're it's right good there good for you. The
0: it's right there for you. Now, that flip stick action, I, I too, I, I love the flip, okay, and and I have found that over the years that I lose less fish with a with a flip stick with a softer tip or a more parabolic action in fact the old the flip sticks that i that i fish with are still of the old rich forehand design you you know about those the old parabolic yeah, rods? Absolutely. i mean right. that that's the deal and i'm still i'm still actually flipping with some of rich forehand's old rods and and uh i feel that my hookup percentage on a flip bite is way better with that parabolic action or that lighter tip talk to us a little bit about that greg
1: well, you know, I, I think the, uh, a couple things happen when you use a flipping stick that's too strong. You know, one thing, like back in the day, you needed a broomstick because, you know, most of the guys fished with 25 or 30-pound mono, which is like fishing with a slinky. You yeah. know I mean? It has so yeah. much and yeah. So you need that broomstick rod. You know, hooks weren't as good as they are today, so you needed to be able to, you know, a uh, rod that was stiff enough to take the stretch out of the line and then to get that, you know, a hook that was subpar compared to what we use today you know so today you know we have low stretch lines whether it's whether you flip with fluorocarbon or you're flipping with braid our hooks are the best they've ever been they're chemically sharpened um you know nobody uses a file anymore we just get a new hook out of the pack yeah absolutely the hooks are the, the best they've ever been whether it's jig hooks strength hooks whatever and uh and i just think the problem with the rod that's too stiff with these low stretch lines you, you know, you either tear a big hole in the fish's mouth or you move the fish too far on the hook set, the fish gets slack and he comes off. Where these more parabolic bin rods, they allow, you know, for that low stretch line. You know, again, used to, we used line that, you know, I mean, you had to move the line three foot before it ever started, you know, yeah. you to stretch out. You, you remember and back now, in the...
0: You remember back in the day, like, when when Roland Martin was doing the flipping thing? Like, when D. Thomas first started the deal going and then Roland starting to get into it? And if you remember back, I know you're a bass freak like me, that Roland would do that multiple hook set thing. Like, he was clocking them, like, three or four times. Right. Do you remember seeing that?
1: Yeah, you had to do that. I mean, you know, to get the hook in them. You couldn't move the hook. You know, the problem was you... you it, everybody's like, "When you're putting so much pressure on the fish, you never move the bait. <laughs> you know the line, so much stretch. I don't. You know, it, it's it's funny. Our equipment is so much better. You know, what would those guys have caught back in the day if they had the equipment that we now? You know, yeah. Could
0: you imagine?
1: I mean, this didn't hardly stand a chance anymore. If he bites a lure, chances are. And I think that's one of the reasons that our guys catch them so well. You know, they're just our equipment, our boats, our motors, our electronics. Everything is just the best it's ever been.
0: I mean, back in the George Perry days, imagine if he had this kind of stuff. It'd have been lights out. It'd have been lights out. There'd been multiple world records, Greg.
1: Oh, I, I mean, just think about our electronics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if one guy on the planet had those the electronics that we have now, he would have dominated. I mean, every tournament. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we 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 used to look at electronics that went round and round the circle. And now we have electronics that give live feed back to what's going on around. It's, it's amazing.
0: And, and and speaking of electronics, you have like a twenty-two inch screen on your on your. Uh, you got a big screen on the boat, don't you? Uh,
1: it's actually twenty-three and a half. Oh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> dude. It's awesome though. No, it's actually only a sixteen, but it is really nice. I have a uh, sixteen, a seventy-six sixteen Garmin, and I mean it is. It's, it's like watching a big screen television. And you're watching Absolutely. Netflix.
0: You're watching Netflix on the water as you're fishing. That's styling. Hey, Greg, this, this is Ryan Whitaker. I got a question for you about um, your tournament strategy. I heard you say something in a Florida tournament this year where uh, you were talking about how your spot might not be as good as everyone else's, but it's good enough for you to do well rather than sharing spots with a bunch of other guys where you've got to try to beat all of them. I really like that. Well, and is that something that well, you do often or is that just for that that kind of tournament that time of year? Or are you always looking uh, for those? No, I've really been, kind of
1: you know, a lot of, you know, Florida's one of those weird places a lot of times that it's hard to get away from a crowd. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not really sure, but like <laughs> but it's it's probably the hardest place that we go to do that, but you know, this was always kind of my thought on that deal. You don't have to be on the biggest wad of fish to have a good tournament if you don't have to share it with anyone, you know, the, you know, you really don't, if there's any way possible, you don't want to share water with our bunch. You know, they do a good (laughs) job of catching them. So if you can find something and, you know, kind of off the wall, this is the other deal. If you're not sharing water with other people and you found something that's off the wall a little bit, you can micromanage your fish, you know, and it's hard to do that if you're fishing around other competitors. And so, you know, if there's any, know any way possible you know i try to find stuff that is off the you know kind of off the beaten path you know like to, well like today for example you know most of the time today i fish anywhere i wanted to and not around any other competitors uh this afternoon i went to place and caught some and there were several other competitors in there but i knew that in practice you know when i was practicing in, in that area i expected for it to have boats in. and uh it's one thing i told my marshal when we went in there i said you know if they're, if they're biting in here I'll try to catch every one I can. I'm not going to save any because I know there's going to be, you know, there there are other people fishing in here where maybe if I, like an, uh, another area I fished today, I only made one pass in it uh, because I was the only guy there. So I thought I might be able to go back through there tomorrow and catch a couple more. Uh, but I do, I you know, I try to, you know, I don't know why, but typically it's most of our group uh, zigs. I'll piss these be zag. I don't like to fish around other people. You know, I don't want to keep them in. The air. I don't. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't like to fish around other competitors unless I have to. You know, if I have to, I will. But if I don't,
0: I won't. It <laughs> makes perfect sense. Hey, Greg, we're right up against the break right now. You want to hold on for one second? We'll be right back with you. Okay. Sure. Uh, awesome. Hey, Greg Hackney, Elite Series. Oh yeah. Bass Fishing Pro. He'll be right back on the Bass Buzz segment. Of straight cast outdoor cartoon television. Don't you go nowhere. More Greg Hack Me when we return. Welcome back. Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television, the Bass Buzz segment. I'm Pat Renwick. We are live on the phone right now with Greg Hackney from Lake Texoma at the Bass Fest. Welcome back, Greg.
1: That's
0: good to be here. Oh, dude, we're, we're glad to have you. It's been a while, man. I mean, we uh, the last time uh, that I believe we spoke was on on the Bass Buzz radio show a couple years back. A couple years back. Yeah, I think
1: it was right before we went to... Uh... Maybe uh, Saint Clair.
0: You you are right because actually yeah. I I you know I'm not going to take any credit or anything, but I'm the one that told oh, you to go. Yeah, I
1: know what you're going to say. I'm <laughs> the one that
0: told you, Greg. If you remember, I'm the one that said go fish for those large mouse. and you went in there, you went in there flipping that menace. Yes, he did. And boom, chow, boom, boom, pow. You heard it on the buzz, dude.
2: Had a good tournament. <laughs> yeah, it was. It
1: was a lot of fun
0: too. <laughs> you hey. lo- you love that Saint Clair, man. I mean, there's there, there's some good fishing out there.
1: Yeah, it really is. You know, such a big, vast area. You know, another one of those places where, you know, a guy can slip off to himself.
0: Yeah, exactly. Hey, Tommy's got a question for you. This Tom Billings, my manager right here,
2: Greg. I, I do, Greg. And, and first of all, I want to say I'm a huge fan of you, man. I just, I just love everything about your fishing and your personality and, and everything about you. But one of the things I really love about you is your fishing show, The Louisiana Sportsman. It's awesome. I love it. I watch it on YouTube all the time, and I tell you what, I really picked some stuff up for you because I go to Florida every year, and I don't get to do it, but just, uh, you know, a, a week out of the year, and I love your saltwater fishing. Can you tell me something about the uh, the saltwater fishing and how much you love that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it. you know, uh, well, this, this is kind of, I joke about this at home, you know, in saltwater, it's more catching yes <laughs> fresh water it's more fishing yes <laughs> so i really enjoy to unwind and go saltwater fishing yes where i live at i mean it's probably you know realistically probably the best in the country or in the nation uh you know the fishing around my house is phenomenal you know far as the saltwater fishing goes but i really enjoy to do that uh you know a lot of guys just like like earlier you know you're talking about jeff Creek. you know he ha- he has a passion for it he really likes the offshore fish. I don't really get a – I wouldn't say I don't get a lot of opportunities to go. Um, you know, we typically film, you know, two or three inshore trips a year and then uh, typically one offshore trip. But, you know, it, it's one of those deals. If I, I, I could probably do it six months out of the year if I got the opportunity. I well, just don't get a chance to go as much as I'd like, but it is a blast.
2: Well, I got two things from you. First of all, when I went to Florida this year, I used a three-quarter ounce red-eye shad gold chrome and smashed a trout.
0: <laughs>
2: nice. I smashed a trout on that. And I watched that you were down in Louisiana somewhere, and you were at a, at a fish camp, and, and you smashed them on that. And I, I took that, and I went to Florida this year, and I used it, and I smashed them. <laughs> Boom! Smashed <laughs> him. Well, you
1: know the the deal is like it's it's funny. Saltwater fishermen are spoiled because the fishing is so good. Yeah. But you know, really, the tackle that we use in freshwater is really suited for and really does a better job. I you mean, know I hate to say this, but you know, bass tackle does a better job of representing a lot of you know saltwater bait fish. Sure. You know, and I did, yeah. I, I you know that's that's one thing because and it kind of goes back to that deal where. You know, bass is hard to trick. And, uh, you know, and I think saltwater fish, when get spoiled a lot of places, because the fishing is so good, and, you know, they can get by with stuff that we would never catch a bass <laughs> on. So, so what <laughs> you're and saying is... Our, I mean, realistically, I mean, they use stuff that don't, you're not going to catch one. Well, you're saying <laughs> you know that saltwater
0: fish, fish, are fish are dumb.
2: <laughs>
1: but, uh, well, they're like hungry. spinning jerk bait, you know, a red-eye shad. You know all of those baits. You know our swim baits. You know, re, you know I catch a lot of trout at home. Of course, a lot of redfish. Uh, I mean, you know our bass tackle is just suited, especially for inshore fishing. And uh, I love to take, you know, like a topwater bait. We fish for jacks at home and blackfin tuna. I love and, the jacks. You know, on bass Jeez. tackle, it's just a blast to catch those. Big fish on that light tackle. Yeah,
0: it's good. It's good to get a little ass kicking every once in a while on the same tackle. Yeah. And it, plus, it tests out. You know, it it gives you an idea exactly what your tackle can do, Greg. You know, what the limits. It pushes it to the limits, man.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's so fun, and I'm really testing a lot of my. You know, those those big bull reds will test your equipment. I promise
0: you. I <laughs> put a hurting on you on, hey.
2: on the same on the same show. You caught the trouts and you brought them back to the fish camp, and you had some Louisiana guy on there, and you guys put out a recipe for those trouts, okay? And I recorded that, and I'm gonna tell you, I used that on my trouts. That was freaking Honest awesome. Trouts,
0: you could tell that you could tell the, uh, the 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 Midwest Chicago accent with Tommy, can't you, Greg? The trouts, the trouts. <laughs> he's got the trouts and the bears and the sausage. He knows exactly <laughs> what he's talking about. <laughs>
1: Dick. Well, you know, the deal is he just needs to make sure that everyone knows what kind of trout he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> there is no doubt. <laughs> no doubt.
0: Greg, you like to throw that crankbait, dude. I've seen you wreck many times on the on the 1.5 or even the, uh, the 8.0 or the 2.5. But a lot of times I see you're throwing a balsa bait. Now, I don't know how much you can talk about this, but how do you determine when you're going to throw a balsa bait compared to a plastic bait?
1: You know, realistically, I, I carry a handful of uh, wooden balsa baits around, which a lot of a lot of our guys do. And, uh, you know, tip, I, I consider it kind of a niche bait. And it's one of those deals that, you know, the conditions roll around right every four or five years, so I have to carry them everywhere I go. Uh, you know, typically... What, what The the reason that, you know, balsa baits aren't mass-produced like, you know, plastic crankbaits are is because you cannot duplicate the action. Um, and, you know, there are two wooden baits that are close to being the same, but none of them are exactly the same because there are no two pieces of wood exactly the same. Right. You know, but you can mass-produce a 1.5, and chances are, you know, 11 out of 12 will be exactly the same and have the exact same action. And uh, it's one of the reasons, like, I've really gotten away from wooden baits. Uh, I can remember back growing up, either I'd have one, and, man, it would be perfect. Yes. And all of a sudden, you whack it on the trolling motor or something, and then you are out of the wooden bait business.
0: Yeah, and it just uh, hurts you. It hurts <laughs> you mentally. It hurts your head, dude, and your heart. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, and it would take you out of the game because you'd be like, oh, gosh. My best crankbait is messed up. And, and that's the cool thing now about like a 1.5 or a 2.5. Well, if I hang one up and break it off, oh, well, I got six more in my box. <laughs> <year>. <laughs> ready to go.
0: Re- ready to yeah. go. Ready to go. But you do have some magic ones stashed away. I know that.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I still carry some around. I, <laughs> maybe more finality than anything else. But, it's uh, man, you know, my, my, you know, my, I, I, my truck is packed down with everything I'll need for the year. And, uh, I, I don't like to be, you know, I don't like to show up for a tournament somewhere and get thrown a curve. I really like to have what I need. I'm, I'm not big on going to a tackle store. I don't like to do that. And, and then there are so many, this is funny, but there are a lot of places that we go, um, uh, you know, there's really not a tackle store. So if you need something, chances are you either got to, you better brought it with you or you'll have to borrow it from another angler.
0: And then no, it costs a right. lot more that way when Edwin Evers is is whacking them and sandbagging you, and he's got the bait. Yeah, you need.
1: and then Edwin's like, "I'm not catching anything. What, what do you need?" <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and dialing it in. Hey man, you uh, you feeling good for tomorrow or what?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I'm having to take this place one day at a time. I, I you know, I feel good about the day now that it's over. Uh, but tomorrow will be, you know, I kind of have the same feelings about tomorrow that I had going out today. It's, uh, it's uncertainty. <laughs> uh, you know, the, I guess the, the best thing I, I, I realistically got about two baits working. Uh, I'm being, I'm fishing real simple this week. You know, my main objective, you know, I'm, it's kind of a five bite deal. Uh, and today I had nine or 10 bites or so. Mm. And, uh, tomorrow I'll go out with that same mentality and just, you know, try to get five and And the good thing about it is the way I'm fishing it it gives you an opportunity you know i'm I'm fishing in a way that you can catch better ones yeah. I mean I'm fishing in a way you can catch giant bags if you get around them. you know what I'm saying, and you so, just might the The deal I'm doing catches keepers, and it'll you know hopefully give me a shot at you know a couple good bites my today i you know my my whole goal was today was to fish that way and hope I got two good bites. I felt like I would catch a few keepers, and then if I got those two good bites. And uh, I did. I actually had two good bites today and I, I landed one of them the other one I didn't. And so that's kind of the same uh you know, the same thing I'm taking uh for tomorrow. You know, I'm just gonna fish hard and fish for those two good bites and uh and you, you know, hope the other ones come with them.
0: You dude, you'll figure it out. We have confidence in you. Hey, I got a I got a couple letters I wanna to talk to you about, okay? And I wanna talk about some funny feelings that go along with these letters. The first letter okay. is A. Second letter is O, and the third letter is Y. Yeah. How you feeling about the A O Y? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I'll tell you this: it's something that I'm definitely thinking about a lot. Uh, I, I can't say that oh, it's too early in the year to be thinking about it. I, I honestly, I, you know, I, I start thinking about it every year before the season starts. And uh, you know, to be in this position right now, I'm uh, I, I, again, I, I feel very fortunate. This hasn't been this. This is to me for me personally, this has been a really hard year, like it's nothing's really just been easy. It always seems like it's you know pretty much every tournament to some extent has been a grind so uh you know to be in that position is pretty awesome um uh, you know i'm again, it's kind of like this tournament I'm just taking it one day at a time um you know I did not hurt myself today, but mm-hmm. you know it's always that deal forget about yesterday and only worry about tomorrow because yesterday doesn't matter now you know and so uh
2: and but, you're getting uh, ready yeah
1: i'm uh i'm definitely thinking about it you know i like the lakes the rest of the year yeah but i can't even worry about that right now because right now i have to be focused on uh texoma
2: and you're a pretty good smallmouth fisherman too i mean you're getting ready to come up north here soon and you usually do pretty good up north
1: uh, you know I always enjoy to go north of fishing is so good, uh <laughs> you think so
0: yeah, north of us, north of us, it is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't really consider
1: y'all north you're all like central
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll take that, we'll take that indiana y'all are kind of central yeah,
1: thanks. uh, but yeah, the uh I mean dang, you know, honestly, I mean, we have Cayuga after Texoma, mm-hmm. then the Potomac. You know, and then Lacrosse, you know, on the Mississippi River, which are all, you know, realistically yeah. fish factories. So uh, um, I look forward to it. You know, I, I really look forward to finding some grass. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: the any vegetation, you know, that type of vegetation. But you're going to find some. But like I said, I can't really worry about any of that now. Just
0: you're, you're at Texoma. And back to the Bass Fest. Now, it's a pretty cool deal. How do you as a professional – angler feel about this this Bass Fest or let's call it summer classic, man, because that's kind of what it's coming down to. It's is, an all star game. Yeah. It's a you know a little summer all star classic. How you feeling about it?
1: Uh well, you know, it's we joke about it. It's like Christmas coming twice a year. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> Do you look forward to it as much as you I mean, I know that there's the prestige of the classic but is Oh it start- well
1: not, you know honestly I <laughs> I just I, I look at it as, you know, just another event. I, and not don't don't take that lightly. I don't mean that. You know, uh, I, I look forward to it. it's a fun event. You know, it's it's a little different format. Uh, you know, we fish, we have the break, we start over, uh, and it and it's always a great venue. You know, we let me see. We've had a Bass Fest at Chickamauga, we've had one at Kentucky Lake, and then now we're at Texoma, uh, and they have a great facility where we're having it at this week. Uh, it is a little different format you know what i'm saying uh but i i I really just look at it as a regular event what i mean by that in the way i practice the way i prepare you know i'm basically uh and i and i'll be honest with you there's not as much pressure on me at bass fest as there is the classic i mean the classic is a a different animal
0: yeah absolutely and it seems like it could probably maybe lay back a little bit at the bass fest not as far as competition wise but it's there. There's maybe a little less pressure. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a tournament vacation.
1: I don't know. Not with this bunch. <laughs> <laughs> so what? it's not. It's not <laughs> like a... This it's, bunch will mess up a good vacation.
0: They're they're gonna throw a monkey wrench in it. So it's not like a little trip to Vegas or nothing.
1: No, no, it's not. <laughs> it, uh, but it is. It is pretty cool because we most of the time, you know, we just fish right straight through, and you blow through the week, and it goes pretty fast. But. You know, one thing at Bass Fest, you know, that break makes a big deal. You know, and uh, it's one of those deals that it can help someone, it can hurt someone. You know, things change. I feel like this week, you know, there will be a lot change on that day that we don't fish. You know, especially like now with the lake starting to go down, I mean, it's going to change every day. So, it'll kind of throw that monkey wrench in there because a guy won't be able to just stay out there on the lake every day. And be moving with the fish because it'll be a little guesswork goes into that last day. You know the guys who make the, you know the top twelve.
0: That's what makes it pretty cool too. Hey, yeah, uh, I know, I know you got to get some rest, man. You got a big day tomorrow. Any, uh, any parting words for your fans out there? Anything you want to talk about, Greg?
1: Uh, no, but I just really appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate all the fans. You know, the the deal is without our sponsors and without our fans, this deal doesn't work.
2: I'm your fan. <laughs> you
1: know,
2: Tommy well, loves you. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a man crush on Hackney. Over well, I love here. it because he's a hunter too. Yeah, he's he's, he's got a it. killer. He is a killing he's machine. A
0: killer. Hey, Greg, can you, you do know, a? S- well,
1: I, I've always joked about that because that's that's the reason I chose you know uh, fishing as a career. So I can be off in the wintertime.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> you and Andy Morgan. You and Andy Morgan yeah. do the same damn thing. Hey, but yeah, before
1: Andy Morgan has it as bad or worse than I do. So, uh, <laughs> we always talk about deer hunting when we get together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, before you go, Greg, can you do me a favor? Can you do me two favors? Okay. Three favors. No, two favors. Two favors. <laughs> All right. I need, I need you to say one thing for the file for me. Two things for the file. Okay. I want you to tell okay. everybody out there. Don't be a Jabroni and I'd like you to say Godzilla's got nothing on me for for prosperity's
1: sake. Can you do it? Don't be a Jabroni. Yeah. Say
0: that again? Yeah, don't be a Jabroni. You know what a Jabroni is?
1: I have no
0: idea. It's you got to google it. Go, google the Jabroni on your free time. A, a, a Jabroni's just a just a knucklehead, just an idiot. <clears throat> K- kind of like us over here at the Bass Buzz. But <laughs> Okay,
1: don't be a dra- don't be a Jabroni. Dra-
0: Yeah, That's good And and give me the Godzilla man
1: I don't even know if I can do that anymore Dude it was awesome Recreate it Please recreate it Just back
0: off the phone and scream it
1: I don't know that I can do that Come on Wake (laughs) up Every time I play that at a tournament I'm like I can't believe I did
2: that Wake up the whole campground Get him going He ain't had enough Bud Light yet
1: (laughs) We'll have to I'll tell you what Don't be a jabroni and we'll do the Godzilla next time.
2: Okay, you
0: got me there. <laughs> Greg, thank you so much for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Best of luck tomorrow. Best of luck in that AOI race, and best of <clears> luck, <throat> luck at the rest of the Elite Series events, man.
1: Well, thank you. I really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you all later. Take care,
0: Greg. Rest Thanks. up. Thanks. See ya, Greg Hackney, Bassmaster Elite Series fishing professional, was live from Lake Texoma. For the Bass Fest That concludes the Bass Buds segment of Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television I'm Pat Renwick Don't you go anywhere when we get back It's In the Box and On the Water With Bobby Berggren.